Hey, you're listening to the Time and Talks podcast. I'm your host, Dejal V. Patel, and this is the place where we have refreshingly real talks about the biggest problems moms face in motherhood and life and the spiritual solutions to solve them. If you're ready to reset your mindset with some major truth bombs, well then, let's dive in. Well, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Time in Talks podcast. Satnam, namaste, waheguru. What a beautiful day because it's another episode. I can be more boisterous now because the kids are at school. And usually I would like quietly be in my office while I was saying the podcast because the kids were in the other room. Now I can just be as loud as I want because nobody's taking a nap and nobody's playing in the other room. So today we're pressing the reset button on self sabotage. Now, one of the best things, honestly, that got downloaded to me in the last couple months has been the Q&A Friday in my Instagram stories. Let me tell you, I've had so many intensely amazing conversations with you. I've loved answering all of your questions, but as you guys know, I'm super wordy and sometimes I can't answer in three to four sentences. And I make a note of those questions because I want to get to them in a podcast. And so this was something that many of you were asking me about please do a podcast on this about self-worth and self-sabotage and how do you gain courage and confidence and so I'm here guys I'm answering your call here to serve whoever needs it so during the pandemic quarantine period I was listening to Dr. Shafali Sabari's live viral wisdom courses that she was doing on Facebook and Instagram they're actually all recorded and on her YouTube channel so if you wanted to take a listen to them they're really good But one of the ones she talked about was unworthiness. And she asked, she's like, what's the one thing every human suffers from? And everybody was like chiming in with different things like attachment and fear and all these things. And then someone said unworthiness. And she's like, yes, we all struggle with unworthiness. So many of us think it's just those people who lack their self-confidence or they have self-doubt or they feel inferior than others. But actually... People who have this superior, macho, like male chauvinist perspective personality also struggle from unworthiness in between. They're just using abuse of power and aggression to hide that. And so we all at the root of us struggle with unworthiness. So the person that you're comparing to, the person who's the size zero, who's 5'10", she struggles with unworthiness. The person that's like a billionaire and has tons of money, they struggle with unworthiness. The person that has what you want and we can have put any X factor in there, they struggle with unworthiness. No matter how confident they seem in some area of their life, they have to work through their unworthiness because that's the foundation of the spiritual journey. That's where we all catapult and start from. And if you are new to this topic, I highly, highly suggest you listen to my episode, Pressing the Reset Button on the War with Your Ego, because I talk about the spiritual journey and the steps and how self-worth is the first foundational step. So I wanted to start with one of my fave, fave, fave quotes from Marianne Williamson from her book, A Return to Love, because this is going to put us in the right intention of what it truly means to cultivate self-worth. And she says, our greatest fear is not that we're inadequate. Our greatest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. 
It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. Your playing small does not serve the world. There's nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. It's not just in some of us, it is in everyone. And as we let our own lights shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberators from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Mm, Isn't that so, so good, right? Just let that sink in and let that become your inner mantra. Our greatest misuse of our power is not when we exert force, aggression, and dominion of others. It's when we are not using the power given within us to transform and heal ourselves and to serve others. Because many of us live in a space of giving away our power at exorbitant amount of levels when we compare, when we seek validation, when we're people pleasers, and we need to reawaken in our self-worth in order to have any sort of modicum of true happiness, true joy, true fulfillment that isn't dependent on something or someone outside of us. So let's start to define what is unworthiness. It's a fundamental core belief that we usually get from our childhood that who we are is not good enough. You're not a good enough cook or you're not a good enough piano player. If you're a stay-at-home mom and you don't contribute financially, you're not good enough. If you go to work but you're not always physically there for all the games and homework then you're not a good enough mom you know you're not good at math but you're good at art you're not good enough you're short and not tall you're not good enough you have one child and not three you're not good enough it could be any x factor that we have perceived in our realm of our life we don't have that there is a perceived lack and there is this feeling of not being good enough and these perspectives on not being good enough start to form when we are young Oh, she has the red car and I have the blue one. I'm not good enough. Or my parents don't listen to me. I'm not good enough. I only got a 90 on my test and not the 100. My parents make me feel like I'm not good enough. These beliefs and these stories of not being good enough formulate in so many different ways from our childhood not getting what you want not having what you want looking different from others not getting the energy the emotions and the attention that we desire and so it's this unraveling of what we've learned throughout our life that needs to happen when we're awakening into our spiritual journey for most of my life, especially my teenage and my 20s, I struggle with this. Like anytime I saw someone who had a skill that was better than me, I would try to justify like, oh, but I'm really good at this or they're not that great at that. And it's your ego's way of downplaying. It's always this duality of being superior and inferior. And if someone has something, it automatically feels like there's a lack for you. And it's not codependent like that just because someone is given abundance in one gift doesn't take away the abundance of gifts that you have and so it's about recognizing that all of us are given specific gifts purposes and missions and when we are caught in that mentality of comparing or needing to be validated by others so that we feel whole and complete this is what kind of nurtures that consistent I'm not good enough, unworthiness, I need more, that constant craving of more or needing more or wanting what's outside of us. 
we keep talking about the coronavirus and we need to destroy this virus. Well, this is the virus of the mind. This is the virus of the spiritual journey. This unworthiness that nags and eats at our confidence day in and day out. And so when we are confronted with self-sabotage, lack of self-esteem, lack of confidence, fearfulness, unworthiness. We got to take a control of this and we can. We absolutely can. I struggled with self-esteem with feeling this inferior ego for so many years. And I will not be sitting here and say that I never feel unworthy ever, but I've done so much work on it and I know you can do it too. And I used to be that people pleaser, seeking validation from my parents. And I'm going to tell you some stories about it in this podcast. I was constantly comparing myself to others. And it was really keeping me from truly standing in my power and being that radiant light. And for me, I want to be a trailblazer. I want to be a leader. I want to be someone who's a pioneer. And I have a really big mission. And so Anything that is preventing me and holding me back from being that bright light or to shine light, I had to start filtering this out. And I've been doing the work, like I said, when I was 26, 27 years old, that's when I started. And I've really taken leaps and bounds to work on self-worth. And I really want to share what's been helping me on my journey in hopes that it will serve you too. So there are two things that keep us rooted on unworthiness. The first is the incessant people-pleasing and seeking validation from others. We are trapped in this validation cycle and we're going to talk about breaking that. And the second is the constant comparing of others, which creates this cycle of I'm not good enough and I need more in order to feel fulfilled. So let's first talk about caring about other people's feelings and needing validation to fulfill our own self-worth. There is this hunger inside of us that we are hungry from validation from others. We want other people to like us. In this codependency of this relationship, we feel like the relationships, whether it's our children or romantic relationships, and especially our parents, there's this codependency that develops. And it's like you getting a hit of a drug whenever you get that validation. It creates this energetic imbalance. And so as long as you get validation from someone outside of you, you feel happy, but then it's going to wear off. And then you'll continue to look in ways to impress that person because it's kind of like when we were children and you're like seeking for that validation and that praise of, oh, good girl, good boy. So you're looking for that next validation hit and When you don't get it, you are like consumed with, I'm not good enough. I suck. Why am I not getting their attention? You get consumed with this mental torture. So I want to share a really intimate and personal story of how this manifested for me. So for me, the person that I sought validation from was my dad. And when I made the choice to switch my career paths from being an attorney where my parents had spent lots of money for this education and I was deciding to become a kids yoga meditation and mindfulness teacher. And mind you, I was not doing the work that I'm doing right now and showing up in a big way. I was going into classrooms. It was such important work, but it was... Indian parents or society terms, it was not respectable or it wasn't something that was earning a lot of money. And it was like, why are you doing that? So a lot of people questioned it and I was really insecure about it. And I think I was seeking the validation from my father to be like, this is okay. I understand why you wanted to do this. And I had a really, really grand vision. And even though 
it took 10 years for that vision to come to life. My husband was really supportive. And my dad in the beginning was like, I understand. But he would never be like, I'm so proud of you. I had to like earn that. And so there was just a time where I was just tired of seeking validation because I wasn't receiving it. And I wrote down every single thing that I wanted to hear from him. Like, what did I need to hear? And I decided I'm not going to wait for him to validate those things in me. I wrote them all down and the top three I put on my mirror and I would recite that to myself every single day. I'm so proud of you for having the courage to leave something that doesn't fulfill you. I'm so excited about the path and what your mission is. I said those things to myself over and over and over. And at a point, I gave myself what I needed to hear. And that started to fill me up. I started to believe it. I started to embody it. I started to be less nervous when I'd be around other people and people would question me like, oh, what are you doing? Because people don't like not knowing. Like I think it made people uncomfortable so people wouldn't ask what I was doing because they couldn't define it. Like lawyer, engineer, doctor, it's so easy for the mind to conceptualize. People like, how's that yoga thing going? So at a point, I noticed that the naysayers got less and less as I got more confident. And there came a point where I no longer needed my dad's validation. I was proud of myself for what I was doing. I knew that there was a mission and I was going to do great things and I was working towards it step by step, little celebrations. I was not waiting for someone else to validate and really give me praise for them. I knew that each thing was a stepping stone on my journey of success and I celebrated myself. And then when I no longer needed his validation, miraculously, there was a day that my dad was like, you know, I am so proud of you, the work that you're doing and you're going to change the world and you're such a good mom. He said all these things that I feel like I needed to hear like a year before and it was like icing on the cake because I didn't need that wisdom or that valid, because I didn't need that validation anymore. It wasn't going to define who I am. I already knew that about me. So it was literally, it was lovely to hear him say that, but my soul didn't crave it. My soul didn't need it to sustain myself. And I broke that pattern of needing that next validation hit. I gave myself that own validation. And when you notice that there's a hunger inside of you that you need validation from somebody, get really clear who that person is, write down what is it that you need to hear, that you be that person to give yourself what you need. And I envisioned myself back into when well, I was like five-year-old Dejal because that's when I consciously remember I really was very shy and I was very nervous and I was really, I feel like I needed a lot of validation and I never got it at that age. So I gave myself, even the younger version of me, what she needed to hear. And I think that's really, really important. When you notice that there is a disconnect that happened maybe from childhood, get really clear about the age of who you were. Get a picture out of, eight-year-old you or five-year-old you I have a picture of five-year-old me and I she's a living breathing entity within me she's not gone right it's an embodied version we just are transmuting and transforming and so heal that version of you that's deep within you it's really important to give yourself what you think you need from others 
the relationship with yourself that's always been the forefront and anytime we're focusing on receiving outside of us there's gonna be a disappointment because nobody can ever give us what we need they're not mind readers and even if you tell them what you need and they say it it's not going to be as impactful as if you give it to yourself it's like that saying right like teach a man to fish or give a guy a fish and he'll eat but if teach a man to fish and he'll never go hungry well it's the same thing right like it might feel really good when someone says it to you and I recognize that the reason why my dad was not saying those things there's an energetic imbalance sometimes people whether we know it or not are soul contracts who are brought in our life and they are deliberately whether they know consciously or not saying those things because energetically they are aware that you're have this needy energy and it's their job, their contract with you to not give you what you want. It's to help stretch you, to help you dive in to cultivate that self-worth. So if someone's not giving you what you need, look within yourself to see where is it that you need to grow? Where is it that you need to cultivate that relationship with yourself? Where do you need to be more tender, more loving, more, more attentive to yourself? And give yourself everything anything that you want other people to say to you say it to yourself look yourself in the eyes in the mirror write it on a post-it put it on your mirror and keep nurturing that inner child until you heal herself i promise you will hear your heal yourself faster than you think because when you start repeating and affirming these to yourself you'll reconnect to that inner truth within you not your personality self not your story self that inner big you, right? The soul, the higher self. And it's going to start feeling validated and seen and heard. My goodness, the healing that happens of not being dependent on someone else is just the best feeling of all. The second thing is comparison. So comparison is this life force that feeds unworthiness, right? So it's like walking around the world, like the world is a buffet line, and you're like, ooh, I want a little bit of that person and a little bit of this person. I want the best quality of that person. I want their talent. You're trying to make this makeshift like larger than life Barbie doll, like with the tallest and the the most talented and the most beautiful and I want her hair and her eyes. This is not a buffet, guys. Like, we can't pick and choose what we want from other people. We got what we got. We got the body we got. We got the skin color we got. We got the the name we got. We got the job we got. You can change some of these things, but some of the things you cannot change, right? So you could change your career, for example. You can't change your voice. You can't change your eyes. You can't change your nose. Maybe people will be like, I can get surgery. Sure, you can get surgery. But what you got is what you got, all right? And so we have to be content like utterly utterly like rapidly content i'm the body that i am at this moment because of the choices that i made in the past does that mean that you can't change absolutely not i have a mission i have a gift i have a purpose there is a reason you're a walking miracle so instead of focusing outside of us and saying oh look at their gift and look at their gift harness and cultivate your own gift because you have it if you're not so distracted about everyone else who's shining the light on their gifts, right? And so what we love about meeting inspiring people or seeing other people's journeys, and what I really, really strive to do is that this is not because I'm special or because my dreams are happening. It is consistent work spiritually, but also a showing up that we are all brilliant lights. Like Marianne Williamson says, 
we are not helping the world by playing small. And you don't have to like take the stage and like be like this well-known person. It's just in your life what your mission is whatever it may be, it's just showing up in the full way possible. And we can only do that when we stop comparing. You gotta just declare. After you listen to this podcast, you're like, I'm done comparing because it doesn't do anything for you. We can't be these superhumans that have like everything amazing about us. Everyone is given a different gift. Learn to appreciate, learn to celebrate, learn that just because someone else has a gift, it doesn't take away anything from you. The most eternal marriage, the forever death do us part type of marriage is the one that you have with yourself. It's not with your partner. It's not with your kids. You and yourself only. And so be what you need. I love you. I validate you. I support you. This is your primary relationship. And it's not about seeking what others have and wanting it right? Because they're going to be like, oh, that person has an amazing house or that person has the round dining table and I want, I have a square one or they have a wooden front door and I don't have a wooden front door. Their pool is this big and mine's only this big. You're going to always find ways to compare. Be mindful of how you compare, even at the smallest levels of how you compare. Like I have enough. I am enough. There is enough. That should be your mantra. And many of us view that when women say like, I'm the most important person, that that's self-absorbed. It is not. It is not self-absorbed. What we've been doing is falling into this pattern of believing that we need to get the self-sacrifice and draining and depleting ourselves and we have to put ourselves last. No, my friends, we have to fill our cups up ourselves first. Someone asked me, how often do you need to recharge away from your kids? And I said, every day. Every day. That's why I consistently prioritize waking up early before the kids. And on a given day, if that doesn't happen, I will make sure at the end of the day when everyone is asleep, I will prioritize my one hour of me time, my breath work, my meditation, my yoga, my working out, my journaling. That is what I need to sustain myself. And you need to find what sustains you, what really prioritize your mental health. What really truly, when you walk away, rejuvenates your mind, body, soul, and spirit, right? So what are those self-care activities? I say soul care activities, not the diet soda self-care. There's a podcast on that. But the real soul care that will really cultivate your inner light, inner love, inner self-worth, inner connection with that really primary relationship that you have with yourself. I share this in a podcast with Ayu where we talk about Satnam. And Satnam in Kundalini Yoga is kind of like Namaste, but it's translated into truth is my identity. And it's a recognition that you are not a man, you are not a woman, you are not even a person. You are not your name, you're not yourself. You're a spiritual being. You are a soul before and everything else. This human experience, this character, this body is all going to be stripped away. It is temporary, my friends. This is just the Halloween costume that you have picked this life, this season of your journey. It is going to be all stripped away. Your personality, your struggles, your ego, all of those things that you're comparing, right? They are fleeting. They are just these distractions that we are focusing on when we should be looking within to cultivate our gifts and our mission and our purpose. And the last thing that we have to break from this pattern of self-sabotage is blaming others for not feeling good enough. 
Nobody is holding you back except you, honey. The biggest way to give away our power is when you defer to them and blame them and focus your attention that they're not allowing me to be my best self. It's because of how they act and how they treat me. I can't be my best self because of them. People, circumstances, and situations are not holding you back. Think of it this way. You are a piece of coal when you're in your unrefined, immature, spiritual, dormant state. You need the pressure to transform you into a diamond. So all these people and circumstances that you believe are holding you back are actually the pressure that you need to transform into your most enlightened, higher self. They aren't taking anything away. They're actually creating the most optimal environment and situations for you to feel the pressure, to have the motivation, and be the catalyst for your greatest goal greatest change because otherwise you'll just sit there like a colt we don't want you to be a colt we want you to be a diamond as human beings we like to be in control we like to think that we will change on our own terms but if you're honest with yourself we will not change unless we're put into a corner we are creatures of habits and we're constantly seeking safety and what we know even if it's not for our highest good, feel safe. And so we have to transform and change these patterns and change these beliefs. And it's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to feel like there's people holding you back. But just reshift your perspective that it's this pressure that is molding you into cultivating greater self-worth and self-love. I truly hope this awakens your soul to truly shine your light and accept your human personality, the character, the limited part of you who took on this life to help you evolve, grow, and become whole with your divine consciousness. Consider this podcast your permission slip to start believing in your worthiness and take off your comparatitis glasses. You can see without them and your life and your purpose and your unfolding of what your journey is will be become more clear when you take those foggy glasses off my friend thank you so much if you love this podcast please leave a review please share it and of course i'm always available to hear your thoughts so message me and i'm so grateful so so grateful that you are so willing to be on a path of growth and evolution and you're asking these questions just shows that you're ready so take the step my friend much love If you've been loving the Time and Talks podcast and you find value from it, I would be so eternally grateful if you take a moment of your time to leave a rating and review over at Apple Podcasts. And when you do, I love to gift you my seven-day stress detox course. All you got to do is screenshot your review before you submit it. Email it to me at thejal at thejalvpatel.com. And when you do, I'll inbox you the details of the course. This course has my go-to tools anytime I feel impatient, angry, frustrated, and I come to them almost every single day. And I promise these are the tools that you're going to want to have in your back pocket too. And if you haven't purchased the Meditation for Kids book, definitely do so now. You can purchase it anywhere you buy books, Amazon, Barnes & Nobles, Target, IndieBound, BAM. And you can go to meditationforkidsbook.com to get more information on the Meditation for Kids Masterclass course. If you're a complete beginner in learning how to teach meditation to your kids, this is the step-by-step roadmap that's going to teach you how to teach your kids meditation without having to become a certified meditation expert. Thank you so much, guys. Bye.